This podcast is rated MA15+. plus. Anyone below that or can't go into a server and buy a skin mag should not listen any further. Well, in real estate terms, it means you're getting paid, baby. Okay, Shane, welcome. G'day, mate. How you doing? Well, Robert, how are you? Fantastic, buddy. Episode five of Unconditional. Unbelievable. We've done it. Five weeks in a row. We've sat here. I know. Spoken bollocks. Uh, this week, we've gone live on the YouTube channel. Uh, we've shared it on our socials, personal socials. The first one's on. First one's up. Uh, we've just gone with the audio element. We, are, we do film all of these. Uh, they will be rolled out with some footage eventually. They're coming um, to DVD. I'll come to DVD or to a blockbuster near you. Get onto that, Blair. Blair. Blair's onto that. I'll find the last blockbuster, <laughs> last tradition. Mate, uh, how many how many views on the YouTube page do we have? Or sorry, how many listens do we have? Uh, I don't know at the moment, but we were over 160 in under 24 hours, which is more than the eight people that we thought we were going to get. Like I'm expecting to have YouTube contact us at any point. Um, maybe big ratings affiliate marketing. Big, yeah, big ratings equals big revenue. Yeah, we're coming for you, um, Joe Rogan. Yeah. So, what have we got on this week, Robert? Well, mate, we've got a few topics we're going to discuss, but how's your week been, buddy? My week in review? Yes, that's a great question. Um, what was I going to talk <coughs> about? I, I just think... I mean, you were going to talk about rates in your weekly yeah review. so you know when this this will be obviously we're going to be five weeks we've got to probably work out our timing and mm. make sure our topics and what we're mm. talking about is appropriate for when these uh podcasts go out and go live so this week they called the the interest rates went up i think for the first time in 10 years point zero two five percent um the world's gone mad i think the day after by they the went time up, this comes out they could have gone up again that's how far behind these podcasts are now. well we'll know who the prime minister is when this one yeah. comes out so good luck or congratulations scomo slash uh, albanese or pauline or clive yes so uh, we'll know by then so hopefully you know it hasn't all turned to crap yeah well it's probably well it's going to go it doesn't matter who wins well, we're not we're politic free. We're a politic free podcast. Interest interest rates. I interest mean, rate zero point two five. I mean, the day after they went. So that, that was Tuesday, Wednesday. I think the national paper, one of the national papers, said uh, the headline on the front page was something along the lines of uh, Christmas Christmas ruined for thousands of Australian families because the interest rates went up point zero two five. I saw another one. Kids will be hungry this Christmas. Yeah, brilliant. and I thought. The problem is with when you get these like when you go to get a house on this is what I keep saying to people. No one's corrected me yet, so I'm going to say to you: don't don't take financial advice from us. We're going to get a broker on soon. But when you go for a home loan, when it was one point nine nine percent interest, they would grade you on five to six percent. So if the rates go up, then it means you can still afford it. The people that can't afford it and that are in the shit are the ones that have heaps of debt, should have bought in a suburb on the western side of the Gold Coast, but decided to go eastern side because the bank said, yes, you'll be right. Mm -hmm. And then they've also gone out, bought a new car, they've got loans here, the jet ski, where are we going to, you know, we need to go out of the beach now, we're living near there. 100%. And they're the ones that are going to feel the crunch, where we might see, I'm going to see probably 60 to $70 higher a week. These people are going to be seeing 100 to 200 more a week, which yeah. is six or six to 800 more a month. A lot of money, a lot of money, Blair. Blair's going through the process now, but you're safe, Blair. We, we're going to have you around. You? Oh yeah, I'm fine. You're a good mate. Well, maybe maybe I've scared people. There. It might have been a hundred a month. I think it's yeah. I don't know. Well, Blair Blair says he's fine. Yeah, but he's he's building an absolute mansion. If 
When he builds that place, if there isn't a gate on the front that says welcome to, what is it, Wayne Manor, mm. I'll be devastated. <laughs> need the place for the Batmobile. Yeah, the Batmobile need the place for the Batmobile. Well, Blair and myself, uh, uh, say Blair says he's okay, but Blair and myself have both started our auctioneering course. So I think Blair wants to substitute his real estate income with maybe some auctioneering. So I think that's probably a good topic to talk about this week. We've got the yeah. series. We've got four minutes of... Serious shit. No one wants to hear the serious shit. The 160, let's, let's 160 talk. views we've had. Yeah. Uh, the feedback has been less serious. Let's just talk bollocks. Yeah, talk. But we have to have a serious. Do we have to have some real estate in there? So let's talk about auctioneers. Let's talk about and what auctioneers. auctioneers do, and you know the great job that most of them do, and what you know what are they what are they seriously day to day that they that they do when they're calling auctions. So. You and Blair are obviously trainee auctioneers. Yeah. So I'm feeling tell a, us tell us about what, a bit of a give us a broad up. idea of what auctioneers do. So an auctioneer does. So an auctioneer's average, role is to for, for the average punter. I'm sure everyone watches the block and all of that stuff. So an auctioneer's role is to the agent's job is to get as many conditional competitive buyers in an environment, and it's the auctioneer's job to try and push that unconditional as, buyers. Uh, sorry, unconditional buyers. Sorry, mate. Uh, unconditional podcast makes sense uh, in a competitive environment and get to get them to to bid to a, a maximum amount. Making sure the reserves ticked over the reserve and put everyone's happy essentially. Good negotiators. Good negotiators. It's it's a way to go, mate. So that's what we're going for. It. They're like the trusted opinion on the auction day because mm. the agents there trying to help you, but the auctioneer. This is my thought on auctioneers. We're working for the seller. Yeah. So everyone, everyone everyone's everyone's seller. working for the seller, but we're trying to make it as easy as possible for a buyer. Auctioneers generally, you know, on a lighter note, will swan in about 10 minutes to the auction, have the nicest car out the front of the house, just swan in, meet everyone, say, hey, how are you going? Sort of like, you know how like some in movies, Dumbledore has a mystique about him? Like all the teachers will try and get through the crowd of kids to see the, the dead snake or lizard on the ground where everyone just like sheds apart when Dumbledore comes along because he's got that mystique that's sort of like what the auctioneers have their cars are never any older than about two or three months old so you'll have to work on that Blair and Robert when you become one freshly cut suits they have yeah freshly cut suits very well put together where the agent's like stressing out because he's got to get all these bidders ready they're all over the place and the auctioneer's like mate you'll be right don't I'll take over from here and they just sort of and we'll be right they sort of calming influence yeah Takes the heat off the agent. As yeah. long as the agents put us, put put the uh, the bidders in front of an auctioneer, and, and more times than not, nine times out of ten, the auctioneer will get the job done. So the yeah, so they they just become another authority figure for the buyer and the seller. So where the agent might go to the buyer and go, look, you're really close to buying it. If you can come up another five or ten grand, they'll usually say, nah, we're out, mate. Then sometimes the auctioneer might go over and say, look, guys, the instructions, you know, we might be able to get get it for you if you can go up in another five grand what do you want to do and then they're like oh well the auctioneers asked us we have to do it oh. <laughs> it happens all the time happens all they're the, the best because they're they're not involved at all they just want the best result for the seller so um what i thought we'd do today is obviously the auctioneers play a vital role in 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 an auction campaign you know the better the auction the more better the auctioneer the more money they'll get out and because you guys are in training mm -hmm. i thought we'd do who wants to be an auctioneer? Da, na, 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 na. Now, will they be able to hear you, Blair? Because I've got questions for you as well, boy. Copyright infringement. Not really, unless I speak up really loud. Okay, well, he just can't move closer. Can't, does he have to yell? Does Blair have to yell? Yeah, Blair can. Blair can. All right. <coughs> Blair, 
Well, yeah. So who wants to be? So it's are you, it's question for question. Is yeah, that question, where you question for question. So first question, question for, for me, Blair, question for Blair. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. So it's true or false. You've got a 50-50% chance. Now, just so you know, the REIQ is listening and they'll be grading you on this. Oh, doomed. <laughs> so here we go. Question one for Blair. Any person intending to bid it to bid must register before making a bid and upon making a bid the bidder must clearly display the bidder number assigned to them by the auctioneer as bids will only be accepted from registered bidders true or false oh that's true sir that is true you've got it robert wow please on. please call me eddie <laughs> you are i prefer chris tarrant <laughs> yeah he is, he's my favorite from england steve harvey uh you are an auctioneer so this Hoping is you are no, we'll an auctioneer. So, so we'll you are an auctioneer, and you yes. decide to upgrade your current car as it's three months old. You could buy a Holden Captiva in used condition, or a Mercedes. Which car do you buy? It's a brand new Mercedes as well. Ah, oh, it's got to be a Mercedes, surely. Okay, beautiful. Boy, is that, is that a, that's yeah, that's true. That's what the yeah. yeah the, if you bought the Captiva, auctioneering's not for you. Okay, brilliant. Here we go. The highest approved bidders, Blair. Shall be the buyer subject to the seller's approval and the re- and the reserve price. True. That is true. Congratulations, Ooh, Blair. You are mounts. killing it today. Pressure mounts. Robert. Yes, mate. You buy the Mercedes yes. and decide a personal plate is 100% necessary. <laughs> you could just get your initials, RD. In s- or you could get Hammerbanger. Which one do you buy? Uh, look, stri- strictly because I know you pay per letter, yeah. I'm going to go RD. <laughs> but you're an auctioneer with endless amounts of money. <laughs> I'll still go RD. Okay. I'm not going to go I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's, that's a wrong. That's a wrong. <laughs> that's a wrong. So I should have got hammer banger. Uh, yeah, you should have gone hammer banger. Damn it. Blair, Blair, Blair question, final and final question here. <laughs> In the event the auctioneer is injured, he may elect an agent to take his place. True or false? False. That is false. You're a wizard. <laughs> I made that one up. Blair can't lose. So he can't do, have, now. do I have to do the last question? I think you do, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. You are the auctioneer. Yes. You swan in out of your car. My, my Mercedes. You get, with hammer banger yes, attached. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's heads are turned in amazement as you turn up in a tight suit. Uh, out of the crowd emerges the seller's brother, Ron, and he introduces himself to you and says, I'm going to dummy bid and get the price up. Do you... <laughs> this is an A or B, sorry. Do you wink back and say, thanks for doing that, Ron? Or do you warn him of the implications and tell him that's a bad idea? Well, I know some agents do um, A, but I'll probably go with B. I think that's what the REIQ wanted. From what I read out of the handbook, I think they said to definitely let Ron know that that would be illegal. That that would be illegal. But thanks very much. Well, congratulations, Blair. Blair wins the prize for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So well done, Shane. So that's the series. <laughs> Auction is over and done with. Um, Blair, you stick with it. I'm going to give it away. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. You're better than me. All right. You could be the yeah. auctioneer in the office. Yeah. I thought you were giving up on the podcast for a second. Like, what the fuck? No, 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 no. We'll stick with the podcast. Well, we I can get better at the podcast. I don't think I can get better at auctioneering. Let's do. Let's do Robert Brings. <clears throat> well, your segment. Well, I was, what I was going to bring today is. Uh, you, we, we mentioned Kelsey last week, 
Kelsey sat in here, I think, last week or week before, last week, for the first couple of minutes of it. And Kelsey, manages, uh, Kelsey is one of our property managers slash now sales administration. But after that, Kelsey told me a story that uh, she used to work with a property manager. And the property manager um, had a routine inspection. So obviously people that uh, are in rentals know what they're doing. So routine inspection every three months, property manager will come through and have a look at the home, make sure it's all pretty and everyone's happy. Come back, do a report, send it to the send it to the vendor, send it to the uh, landlord. This property manager rolled up to this house. Uh, it was school holidays. She got to the door. Didn't need to use the key because the door was open. She could see people walking around. So she knocked on the door. Young lady let the uh, property manager and the property manager commenced her inspection. The place was filthy. It was absolutely <laughs> disgusting. There was shit everywhere. The dishes were overpiling. It was just, the grass was up to her knees. So it was a pretty shit report she wrote and it took her an hour and a half. She walked into the bedroom, the son's there on his phone, just mucking about. Um, left, a, left a pretty heavy note saying, you need to do better. It's not gonna look good. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna do this report up. So she got back to the office, she done the report up and as she finished the report, she got a phone call from the tenant saying, Hey, uh, are you going to come and do this inspection today? I've, I've taken the whole day off work. Um, can you come to my... When are you, is there a problem? Are you going to make it? So when she looked at her notes, she actually went to the house next door, which has an owner. It's owner-occupied. She went to the wrong house, did an hour and a half, fucking slated these bloody poor people, saying their place is disgusting, and she went to the wrong property. That's amazing. That's amazing. Where has these sorts of stories been? Well, this, this, this is, is what Kelsey, Robert brings. This is what Kelsey's... Well, well, I'll bring that type of stuff. So I, I'm going to raise my game in regards to bringing just absolute um, debauchery. Yeah. Um, that's not so much debauchery, but that is that happens in... An, that would happen... I think it would happen a few times. If you ask property yeah. managers, I think it would happen a few times. So that same... Uh, Kelsey has told me a few other stories about uh, nakedness. Um, I, I, uh, drug paraphernalia. There's a, there's a number of things that have been found in properties, yeah. which I, I think we have to get the clearance from the big boss, but we could probably talk about that. Yeah, at I some mean, point. Back when I first started, 22 years old, sold a house. One of the first sales I had, we had the pre-settlement there, and the tenant was like, it was really dirty. Picked something up one day, and three cockroaches ran out from underneath it. The owner actually inspected it because they lived up on the north side of Rizzy. So they came down. Owner was in tears, couldn't believe it. First house ruined. Like they just, I kept trying to tell them, I'm like, it's pretty bad. You're gonna have to come down and have a look at it. And they're like, ah, oh, it'll be all right. You'll sell it. You know what you're doing. I'm like, just come down and check it out. Um, anyway, pre-settlement comes around. Finally sold it to someone. And um, two seconds away from the pre-settlement, the uh, the tenant rings. And I'd never spoken to him before. It was always her. He rings me and goes, if you turn up to this house and try and bring someone through it, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> and then I'm going to take a and, – and if you do decide to turn up, I'm going to take a shit on the floor. No word of a lie. That's, that's an actual person said that to me. We've just hit our poo quota. Yeah. That's four out of five so far episodes Shane has mentioned shit. Yeah, but this time it's not me doing the shit. But you've mentioned it. It's a, yeah. it's a story revolving shit. That's what he said, though. You may have heard a little bit of a, a female giggle in the background there. That is Nikisha, a.k.a. Smithers. Yeah. Uh, we thought it's important that you meet uh, the lady responsible. Smithers is not aware of this. So last week we spoke about, you might have to come closer to Shane's mic. Uh, last week, Shane brought up how he's got his, uh, the K Colonel Sanders. Yes. Um, and that wonderful stitch up where you put some chickens 
on uh, Gumtree. Yeah. Uh, you had to pay for that. Is it true you had to pay for that ad? Yeah, the best eleven dollars I've ever spent. That <laughs> ruined my afternoon. It did. Absolutely ruined my afternoon. And there I was with the boys. On the horses, and my phone is ringing every like two minutes. Just people going bananas for these free chickens. So this Come is. On, let me tell you something. Nothing's free if I'm involved. Like, you have to be paying. Nothing is free. So this is an ongoing. Is it fair to say this is an ongoing battle between between you two? Yeah. We, yeah, I've got one ready to go. You got one ready to go. Yeah. So you uh, have a massive one. I've got. Yeah. After. Oh, after what? Uh, what? <laughs> what are we talking? About? Uh, aware of, after, aware. after the after the chicken um, incident, um, how Shane got back to I think we touched on it. So uh, Nakisha, aka Smithers, used to work at a local office that's very close to us. Shane stole her car keys and went and parked her car outside the front doors of that office, and then texted her saying, "Hey." What are you doing outside? <laughs> Set office. Yeah. And she had no idea. I was in the car park for 30 minutes and I didn't want to give him the benefit that I was looking for my car. The photo came in and I was like, you're kidding. Uh, it's, not even, it's not even that close to our office. I had to run back. There was a lot of effort. In. Yeah, you always had to catch one of the buses with your na- face on the back of it. Yeah, I know. So that was the last. So that's probably around seven or around eight. So, Nikisha, you've got something brewing? Yeah, I've got one Sh- up my sleeve. Shane's already got a counter. Can I just say the best prank? And we won't ever do this to each other because our cars are too nice. But I have friend once, you know the grates along the front of a windscreen? It's where the air con comes in. It sucks the air through and then cools it in the car and it blows it out. My friend, uh, my friend Tom, he, someone, I don't know who it was, got a big thing of a bag of glitter, poured it through there. And so every time he turned his um, car on, put the air con on, it just smashed glitter out onto him everywhere. <laughs> That's probably the best one I've ever heard. Like, but it, he couldn't have his aircon running through summer because there's just so much glitter. It just would not stop. It's in there. That's Even actually like a years later. It just kept smashing. So. We can maybe. That's, that's a topic we can maybe bring up another day as well. Another podcast is uh, things you've done to get back at someone. Yeah. We'll look at that in the future. Yeah. Well, Smith, that story. We always wanted to introduce you. Yeah. Welcome. So we'll have Thanks. to keep. You have to come sliding on in every. Probably a few weeks so we can catch up on the shenanigans. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, have you got a time frame for when you're going to come back to him? Nah, letting him sit back. It's to do with his house, though. Oh, which one? <laughs> he's got two. I've only got one. He's got two. He's got two. 75 grand a year, a <laughs> couple of assistants, holidays every month. We'll he's only it, got. We'll make it stretch. we we'll make it work. Make your own work for you. <laughs> as well as all the charity. As well as all the charity. Well, Keish, thanks for popping in. Thanks, guys. Uh, we've got to get to the segment that everyone's loving, which is what Jesus Shane off. Many things. Yeah, well, you're one of them. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll check in in a couple of um, couple of weeks with you, I think. Um, Shane, what have you got this week, champion? Oh, I'm just going to sit down again. Um, I had... I had, I had so many things that I could, I had so many things I could talk about. I just didn't have like a completely, nothing's really cheesed me off this week, which I know is an anti-climax. And Blair's like, oh no, that's where all the sponsors are wanting to throw their money at, is what's cheesed me off. But last week, I wanted to bake on-site managers. I've got one at the moment. He's the on-site manager for this unit. I've sold it to an owner-occupier. I'll roll the intro. What's cheesed off Shane? Beautiful. We've come back from the intro. Um, <laughs> so, 
Smooth. The on-site manager is refusing to get anything done because he's it, we're still the owner's still paying him to get this unit fixed and all that, and uh, he's just not wanting to do any of the work. So the buyer's the, the buyer is really like high maintenance, like wants to know every waking minute of the day has the seller got the receipts for the fixed the fixed drain that's broken. Has he got the, has he got the receipt yet? It's like no, we can't get in. The on-site's not giving us the keys. Like there's been issues with the tenant, the on-site, the on-site just won't do the work. And buyers think that we're trying to withhold that information because there's something I'm wrong. I'm just trying to get it fixed. It's a broken range hood and like a, a piece of plumbing that needs fixing. It should have been done ages ago. Pretty minor. But he's just so like anti-help because he wanted it to sell to an investor so he could keep the management, which is fair enough. They lose a lot of money, and I understand that. But I just find that on-site managers are some of the biggest roadblocks when selling a house. They just make it a nightmare. And what do you think that is? Um, I just they just don't they just upset that they're probably going to lose another management. Like our area's gone through a time of growth where it used to be sell it investor 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 would just keep buying them, and now they're all owner occupiers. So mm. the owner occupiers buy them, and and that's who's in there. Um, I do have I do have a story just to liven this up a bit because uh, obviously you know Blair, I haven't come in completely uh, without anything. I used to live in a I used to live in an apartment. I like how, I like how you just want to impress Blair. So yeah, that's the, yeah. Well, well as, he always looks worried. As long as Blair's happy, he looks like he's about to start crying. So <laughs> this to, is this he's is not to put this shit together. This is not a real estate story, and you know I could really block my name out so that people don't get the wrong idea about me and think I'm rough here. But essentially. What happened was, is I lived in an apartment. It was four, four stories high. We were in the bottom story. And then my friend, one of my, my best friend, Lurch, was in the top story. And our partners would go to work on a Wednesday and we'd go and get hammered at Sharks. Mm. It was a Wednesday. This was before I was in real estate. I was about 20 years old. I worked in a camping store three days a week. And my day, oh, five days a week, but my day off was a Wednesday. So we went and got shattered at Sharks over five hours. And um, my partner back then, she was a little bit, she wouldn't have liked that I was so drunk and wasting so much money at the Sharks. Oh. Anyway, we get home from Sharks, it's night time. She's not home, thankfully, so I just roll in. I, I'd only <laughs> just bought it. Lurch went up to his place. I went into mine. He was, I, what I, so I got home. I put a Kiev in the oven and I thought- a Kiev? A Kiev, because I was hungry. <laughs> we, we, we spent all our money on alcohol and didn't have dinner. Because that's, that, you know, when you're a battler, that's what you have to do. How the other lives. So put a Kiev in there, but then I realised, oh, new TV. So I'm trying to get this new TV to work. It wasn't even, this was before smart TVs. Couldn't get it to work. I'm looking at it, I'm staring at it. And then all of a sudden you just hear, burp, 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 burp. Turn around, the oven is on fire. And it exploded. So I run, I run over and like in, like you're in shock, but at the same time, I was also under the influence. So, so it's an electrical fire, which I later learned you do not put water on electrical fire. No. You, you learned that after you were 20? Yeah. Okay. So I was poorly parented. <laughs> so what I did was, is the tap was right next to the oven. So I'm cupping water and throwing it on there. <laughs> But what that's doing is that's adding smoke into the apartment. Mm. So the alarm's going off in the apartment like, oh, you've burnt some toast. That's pretty silly. There's smoke everywhere. You can barely see. It's gone out underneath the door into the into the walkway where all the other units are. And this massive alarm starts going off like the fire brigade's on its way alarm. Burp, burp, burp. Anyway, because I'm, I'm pissed, I open the door, look out, and every other neighbour's got their head out going, what's going on? The lady across... What's going on? Oh, I don't, don't know. Someone must. Someone must have. Someone must have burnt something, or there's a fire somewhere. We, 
We I shut the door, look back in. There's all smoke probably flowing out from behind my head. Smells like Kiev. Oh, burning yeah, electrics, yeah. And um, so meanwhile, it, the whole building's evacuated. The on-site manager is like ripping his hair out, trying to work out where it is. He can't work it out. He comes into my unit and he's like, what's going on, mate? I'm like, I don't know, the oven just exploded. <laughs> I was cooking a Kiev, it's exploded. Meanwhile, Lurch has stood out the front because when the alarm went off, he was having a shower. So he's run out. He's run out with just a towel on. He stood in the street and he's like, he's, he's out the front going, where's Shane? Hopefully, like, hopefully he hasn't been burnt. Like, what, like, has he, has he escaped? Why isn't he out on the street with the rest of us? And he's, um, and then, so the onsite manager comes out and goes, don't worry guys, 108's just burnt to Kiev. <laughs> Named and shamed me, the bastard. So your hatred for onsite management stems. Started from your 20s. From a burnt Kiev yeah. when you were 20. And then that wasn't the worst thing, was it? Because I, I got absolutely. I don't know, well, don't. I would have rather have died in the fire than the spray I got when when old uh, when the old oh, missus got home. Oh, the old missus got home. Yeah. Oh, blowing up. Yeah, she was filthy because it stunk. It was a one bedroom apartment, and the whole thing was full of of um, smoke. So that is it. You know, that's an old story, but I'm I'm cheesed off at this particular on site at the moment. So hopefully, you take something from that. People, do not put water on an electrical fire. And, uh, you know, keep an eye. Now, you know what's happened since then, though? Ask Lisa. Ask anyone who I've ever lived with. I've never touched an oven again. Have a phobia of ovens. I've never I've never ovened food ever again. Ask her. Get her on the phone. What a happy wife. What a happy wife. There you go. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Classic. So Shane's cheesed off from an incident that happened, well, 30... 31 years ago. Yeah. No, 10, 11 years ago. You're 31, sorry. Yeah. You've just turned 31. It's a 10-year anniversary. 10-year anniversary since the But incident. that on-site manager that I've currently got who's been a real pain in the ass, I had another one a while back, wouldn't fix a roof. It took it took a full month to get him to fix his roof. The house was filling with water. But he was just so lazy and didn't want to do it. It was wrecking the inside of this house. And um, so that, that just got me thinking about when I used to have on-sites, because I was on the bottom level, I'd always have to say hello to them and be real nice. I hated it, where Lurch could just ride the elevator up and I had to walk past them all the time. And I'd, I don't like talking to me neighbours, because, you know, I'm not... People think I'm probably watch this and think I'm social. I'm not. I'm an arsehole. But <laughs> I just don't like... Like, I just don't like it. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's move on, Robert. Let's have what, what have we got? Well, mate, we've hit the... We have once again. We'll go back to the feedback. So we've had some feedback saying that they in the first episode, maybe two episodes, people enjoyed the tip. So I think what we might do is we might start finishing on a tip, yeah, uh, and then we'll close it out. So we've just hit twenty five minutes. That story went on a bit long, but it was good. I liked it. <laughs> uh, so my tip for the week would be uh, for a buyer: if you're making an inquiry on a property, give as much information as you can in the inquiry. We we need we want to help. Obviously, we want to we want to sell a property, but we want to make sure that that property is suited for you. Your budget, the attributes of the home, because there's certain things that we're probably privy to that you well, there is certain things we're privy to that you're not. If you don't want to do that, then leave a phone number attached with your inquiry. Yeah. The hardest thing is when you get one first name, no last name, uh, and just an email address. It doesn't really help anybody. It yeah, when, especially when we're averaging 20 inquiries a day. So, and if you do leave a phone number, just have a chat to the agent. Yeah. If, if they ask questions, it's because we want to help. Obviously we need to get a deal done, 
but we need two parties to get a deal done. We're not, so we're we're not, not used car salesmen chasing you on the lot going, you have to buy this car now. Correct. We just want to know, do are you interested? Because we have 20 other people that are interested, but if you don't inquire properly, it's hard to help It's you. hard for us to come back to you. So help us help you. I'll let me just give you one quick one. So I, I had a buyer and... Uh, I was on the phone to him and he, he wouldn't give me, he wouldn't give me his budget. He wouldn't tell me if he needed three bedrooms or four bedrooms. He didn't tell me if he needed a double gate. He didn't tell me if he wanted two story. He didn't tell me if he needed, I'm asking all of these questions to find, find out where he is. And I said, mate, so what's your budget? And he said, well, that's for me to know and for you to find out. <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't help that bloke much more after that <laughs> no. phone call. Like, so he went on the you do not call list uh, until he's ready to cooperate. Yeah. So that's my tip for the end of the for, for the end of the episode: buy as as much info as possible, and it'll be easier for all parties. Thank you, everyone, for listening, Blair. Thank you again. Thanks, Blair. Bit of chopping and changing on that one, mate. Thanks for uh, thanks for getting involved in this episode, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. See you.